0: Drive.
1: And I really truly believe that anybody can be successful, it just takes hard work.
0: You're about to embark on a journey where you're gonna walk out a lot of glass and ethorns. I believe that anyone who is a startup is absolutely privileged because they get to leave a legacy behind. They get to actually create something that makes a difference in the world. Welcome to Season 3 of the Drive Podcast. Brought to you by the Drive app where we are the first marketplace for the personal training industry. Search through thousands of fitness plans from hundreds of certified trainers in the app or sign up as a trainer at westriveapp.com. On this podcast, we interview entrepreneurs that are changing the world. We've had millionaire founders, top level investors, and just some of the most inspiring people that you'll ever meet. Entrepreneurship is all about striving for greatness and I hope the stories you hear on this podcast inspire you to go out and become a better version of yourself. Now, let's get to the episode. We strive. This week we have Charlotte Hodgson, who is a great friend of mine. She's an incredible person and everything she touches turns to gold. So she was working at a charter school. It was 250 kids and she helped grow it to 35,000 kids. She started working at Pet, eventually expanded from the pet industry and then added a human line. When she started, they were doing six thousand a month. Six months in, they were doing five hundred thousand a month. Uh, she grew up very rough childhood. Um, amazing parents, but they were addicted to pretty hard drugs. Uh, she ended up pretty much raising her siblings. Entered into the army, and she's just like like I said, everything she does, it's like oh now you're doing five million a year. Cool, got it. Um, so she's an amazing person. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And here is Charlotte Hutchin.
1: Hi. So my name is Charlotte Hodgson, and I am a uh, officer and manager of a CBD pet company and a people company, Halista Pet and Chief Botanicals.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. Boom. All right. So I'm gonna start off with a big question here, and then we'll get into the uh, you know the nitty gritty of it all. Uh, what do you think makes you a good entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. So I believe that what makes me successful is um i have really um strong work ethic Mm. um perseverance i um, i'm super loyal so i'm a really good team player Mm. and um i i also have a pretty clear understanding of my own like self-awareness so um all of those things i feel make like a a person who um has, like, good focus and, mm. and um, drive and yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm.
0: Are those qualities that you look for in people, like, whether they're partners in life or, like, co-workers, like, are those kind of some qualities that you look for in other people, or do you look for people that kind of, like, opposite your your characteristics?
1: So, in, like, relationships or...
0: Those off, sorry. In <laughs> relationships talking.
1: or friends or, you know, just um, people that I spend time with, mm-hmm. I actually yes, I really do. Um, I'm definitely, um, attracted or, um, kind of gravitate towards those type of people as well.
0: Same people. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely the same way. I mean, obviously like everyone's different. So I, I enjoy other people, but if someone's doesn't have like the, the, I don't want to say characteristics, but like the, the values that I have, it's really hard to be in the same room as them sometimes yeah. <laughs> to, to an extent. um, so let's go back to to your you know your your childhood you know birth and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know how far you want to go into it, um, but if you want to tell your story, you absolutely can. Uh, I, you told me a little bit about it, so if you want to kind of get the ball rolling,
1: sure. Um, so yeah, I had a definitely um, non traditional childhood, mm-hmm. and I do think it kind of relates to um, my drive and my work ethic and who I am today. Mm-hmm. I um, my both my parents growing up were heroin addicts, and um, but we did definitely have a lot of love. I didn't even really know that was what they were doing. I thought my parents were diabetics, so it was like mm-hmm. everything kind of were sort of um, seemed pretty normal until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, you know, my both my parents um, were able to. Um, recover from all of that. My dad ended up, you know, helping, um, men, you know, he would fly into prisons and help place them into victory outreach programs and help them turn their life around. Mm -hmm. So, I, I not only got to witness, you know, um, the drug abuse, but then I got, you know, to learn from that. And and Mm -hmm. that's kind of why I stay away from drugs and away from like, um, that lifestyle. It kind of taught me what not to do. And then also to see them both kind of persevere and, and move past that and better their life. Um, I know that had a lot to do with kind of the person I am today.
0: That's very cool. That's so cool they were both able to recover and like go to the opposite end of like be awesome people and like help people and that's that's really cool. Um, so you have your masters in education. So I that's do. another another random thing that you have. So let's kinda let's kinda dive into the education thing before we get into your company. Um I know there's a whole bunch of stuff with a charter school, and you were in the National Guard, and so like let's let's try and like break this down a little bit. So what what piece of the story comes next? Is it is the National Guard or your education or where are we at?
1: So um, when I turned 17, I got a flyer in the mail that said, you know, we'll help pay for college. Your Hogwarts
0: letter. Yeah, yeah, and and I was
1: you know at the time I wanted to be a doctor, and I Mm -hmm. knew it was expensive, and I'm the oldest of four kids, so. Um, And I'd always been kind of like a helper in the family and, you know, helping my mom and my dad and with the kids. So um, I felt this like obligation to help in that way. Mm -hmm. And so um, I looked into it. And and at that time I thought, you know, it would be cool to be part of the solution. You know, if there were ever to be, you know, anything that happened. So um, I thought it would be fun. So I joined the Army National Guard. When I was 17, shipped off my a, year, a week after I graduated high school, South Carolina, I did my boot camp, and then I did my medic training in Texas. Um, and it was at that time I realized I wasn't really interested as much as I thought in the medical field. Mm-hmm. I'm very empathetic, so it was hard to be around people who are like sick all the time. Oh, yeah, and, I could
0: imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I ended up... Uh, as well as in the army, I was a part-time soldier now after at that point in Mm. the national guard, you are sent home after your training and then you're two weeks out of the year, you go away to a training and then one week in a month, you do like a, you know, um, like a day at the base. And so um, I decided I would become a teacher. So I started working um, at that time. I was working full-time at Nordstrom part-time soldier, and then taking 17 units at university. Nice. Yeah, so, and I and I did graduate with my bachelor's and then my master's credential program um, soon after that and became a teacher and started teaching sixth grade.
0: Very cool. And do you still have, like, uh, like medical skills? Like, could you, like, do some – I don't even know what you could do. Like, do you have any sort of skills that you can do still or, like
1: – So I learned a lot. I was sort of, mm-hmm. like, in – you, it, it's almost like I was an EMT with nursing skills.
0: Very cool. So
1: I was able to give IVs and administer certain medications and assess patients, and I, I definitely you know remember how to do a lot of things. Mm. Um,
0: that's really that's a really cool school, uh, school school. It's a really cool skill to just have. Like I don't know any of that shit. <laughs> so it's yeah. like that's cool that you. I mean, obviously that's not the path you wanted to go down, but that's kind of cool that like you did that for like a little bit and now you have those skills for the rest of your life. Like I would love to just know how to like give an IV, you know, (laughs) Like, that's really cool. True. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So, so what did you do after, uh, after you got your master's in education, like what was the next step for you?
1: So, um, after that I started teaching sixth grade, I got a job at, um, the district where I lived and. It was really great, but at the time, it was right at the beginning of the budget cuts. Oh, gotcha. And I was a brand new teacher, so um, I was able to keep my position for about three years. And then um, I was just the last teacher that had been hired. All the other teachers there had been there for years and years and years. Mm,
0: that's I was the hard. youngest
1: teacher, so I, I ended up um, uh, getting cut. But then soon after, um, got a job working with a charter school. And that's where I learned a lot about charter schools and um, eventually supported and helped. Um, I was a founding member for a charter school, helped build this charter school from about 250 kids to 35,000 across the state, from mm. San Diego to Sacramento. Um, started a learning academy and a little homeschool program. Um, supported high, struggling high school students uh, graduate.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Well, we can't just pass over that. That's a lot. Of, that's a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> that's a whole podcast in and of itself. So let's, let's take a step back. So, uh, so when you say you went from 20, 250 to thirty five thousand, I mean that's a lot. So like, what are what are you doing like on a day to day basis? Like, how, what does that even mean to grow? Like, are you calling people and saying, "Hey, go to our school"? Or like, what is the process to get them from two fifty to thirty five thousand?
1: So there were definitely a lot of recruit, recruiting of students involved in the beginning. Um, but then it was a lot of partnering mm. with charters that were either struggling or,
0: gotcha. um,
1: you know, and, and then also partnering with vendors who had specialized programs. Mm. And they would then bring their students and, and pretty soon it became this regional thing where like region by region, mm. we were reaching and, and opening new charters and um, growing these specialized programs. Um, across the state. It just started to kind of like grow and grow, you know, and, mm. and because uh, the CEO at the time, the executive director, um, he actually uh, ended up setting up different charters in the north, in San Diego, and strategically placed these charters that then kind of started to like link together Very cool. Um, along with these specialized programs and partnered with about over 5,000 vendors at the time, Mm. um, just like dance, karate, you know, and it was very, a unique model this charter used, um, that students were able to use their funding and and kind of allocate it toward their curriculum of their choice Mm. and enrichment of their choice, so they could take karate or dance or cooking or you know whatever interested them. Um, So it was a really unique model, and I think that that spread throughout the homeschool community especially because it was a virtual school. so.
0: And then are you kind of like a, a startup founder while you're at that school? I mean, is there a curriculum for you to go, okay, this is what I'm gonna do today? Or were you kind of like creating your own path? Like or, like what was your, like who was giving you these tasks? Like were you giving them to yourself or?
1: So I started as a, um, as a vendor of a specialized program. I partnered, um, I was actually, I had actually worked with an independent study program Uh, and brought students over to the charter when that program, the board decided they no longer wanted to have an independent study program um, and they wanted to kind of stick with more of a traditional model. Um, I moved into this charter school with the students. Um, Soon after that, I had already developed uh, some some guides for Mm. for these families. I I actually created um, these guides that translated the goals of a student from whatever grade level. So first grade, you have certain goals that you need to meet. Mm. Um, I translated them into friendly language and created guides out of them for TK through eighth grade. Very cool. And and then those guides ended up being implemented and I became kind of the lead in helping academic progress and, and helping support the school with like report cards and Progress and these cool. really cool guides that helped parents understand what it was that their children needed to learn. Yeah. So.
0: so it's like your own little startup basically. Like you're kind of like creating the criteria and all the um, kind of just implementing your own processes and kind of molding it into what you wanted to create. And obviously they took it over on all the charters. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, they adopted yeah. them and that they were, you know, they're still, you know, used today. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, definitely helping parents especially understand what it is that their children need to learn for their grade level and and just help them get through in a more, um, clear way.
0: And how does that work with charters? Like, do you have like equity in a charter? Like how, like, what do you still have it? Like what, I don't even know what to ask. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No,
1: it's, it's public. So it's just like a public school. Um, charge schools are public
0: Hmm.
1: and, um, you're just paid, um, like, in, in my case, um, I was a teacher and then I was an administrator, so I was gotcha. paid in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funding still comes from the state. Um, it's just instead of like a traditional model where the principal decides the curriculum mm-hmm. and, and the, cl- like the programs that the students in the field trips, um, the parents are kind of directing where those funds will be spent in you know, gotcha. the curriculum. Is it virtual? Is it like online? Is it um, textbook style? project-based learning they get to kind of pick that for, cool. their, for their kiddos and, and along with their teacher mm-hmm. and they um, work together um, on selecting classes that are specialized and personalized to the student so it's very mm-hmm. like personalized individualized learning program
0: very cool very mm-hmm. cool all right so let's take a step forward into your your company where you, where you work now um, or run slash work uh, so what how did you get on board this company um did you know someone did you just like see an ad like how how did you find out about this company
1: so um one of my best very best friends that i grew up with um since we were like 14 years old um had approached me and um more as an investment opportunity he showed me uh this company that he started um which is now called holistapet Pet and at the time they were only doing like 6000 a month in sales um a month, but I believed in him. He showed me his kind of Google Analytics and mm-hmm. like showed me, you know, kind of what was happening on the SEO side of things.
0: Hey, and what, what year was this? When
1: this was in two thousand, the end of two thousand seventeen.
0: Oh god! Oh, so it's very recent. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Got, got the timeline straight. Got it. Cool. Sorry. I yeah. go <laughs> no worries.
1: So um, he, you know, just kind of like showed me the investment opportunity, um, sent me a proposal. And um, I, I knew about his, he had done affiliate marketing um, in his early 20s. And I just knew that he was really smart as far as like SEO and marketing are concerned. Mm-hmm. So I did see the trend and I saw the spikes and I, and I knew that it was going to be successful. So I invested mm-hmm. and uh, helped start the people line. Mm-hmm. So he had interest in growing up a, a pet and a people CBD company. And so at that time, I invested and it just turned out that a lot of my virtual organizational skills and kind of setting up legal and financial and getting things permitted and licensed, I knew how to do all of those things from just my experience with the charter and growing my own learning academy and businesses that um, I turned out to be a lot more valuable to him than he yeah, or, he's
0: just like oh, okay i guess. kind yeah. of had all these skills yeah. and i yeah. just
1: started to you're like a medic
0: at the place you're like <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> but that just really translated well yeah. and and you know he's kind of the marketing side of things mm. um we also partnered with another another partner who had a lot of operational experience mm-hmm. and the three of us together just really um super well-rounded you we have a fourth partner who you know, helps with introductions and networking, and, and also brings some financial support to yeah. the company as well. So, um, but definitely the three of, the three of us became this trifecta. Very cool. And by January of that same year, we were doing six thousand in sales. I think in like I don't know, it was like August, September, somewhere around there. By January, we're doing half a million in sales a month.
0: That's so crazy.
1: Really driven e yeah. commerce for sure.
0: Yeah. That's so crazy because when I think about my company, it's like you know we're doing a couple hundred a month and then we're doing a couple thousand. It's like so, at what point do you go? Okay, we're doing six thousand and then six months later, you're doing half a million. I mean, that's how much are you growing each day? I mean, you have to you have to be growing by like you know at least doubling or tripling every week. I mean, that's crazy. You know? Yeah,
1: I I know that it has a lot to do with SEO and um, the way that um, they were um, being supported by some various companies um different strategies that just worked mm. and it, it all of a sudden the growth you know the rankings kind of went from like page three to page two to page one to like yeah. number one um, like the cat treats became number one and That's crazy those you know just from Google um, it was a the company was able to really propel it I mean within, It was just like all of a sudden we started to see numbers doubling and tripling, Mm -hmm. you know, and then by January, um, there was a little bit of a processing crisis in January. Some of the banks, um, there was a stigma on CBD. Um, Some people don't understand that it's not psychoactive and it's strictly medicinal. Um, So banks started to kind of pull away from supporting processing. Um, So our sales did dip and then Google had like this algorithm and change, update and Mm. Um, so that did affect us, but, um, you know, just through like hard work and perseverance and just kept going, um, we're able to pick that back up and then banks started to kind of open up again and be a little more open to CBD. So Mm -hmm. that's good.
0: Yeah. No. And what, what do you guys do as a team that that markets it so well? Like, like you said, your business partner is the marketing guy. Like, is he... Are you guys doing like billboards or is it all SEO or, or it, does it have a lot to do with your one partner that has the connections? Like what, what gets you guys to the number one rank so quickly?
1: So it's definitely um, my partner who has the SEO background um, mm-hmm. was able to really put together specific strategies. He just really knows how to rank and, and you know, we have... He has like a, we have our own in-house marketing department. Very cool. Um, it's a complete vertical, so I know that helped a lot also with our profit margins. But yeah, he, it was mostly eighty um, percent of our business is e-commerce. Yeah. Um, the other like 20, so much easier
0: than trying to <laughs> like retail at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely, and yeah. like
1: because it's all driven by traffic, mm-hmm. um, we also um, partnered with some affiliates. Yeah. And those affiliates, um, at one point, were driving like over 30% of our traffic, almost 40%. Very cool. Um, at currently, we're doing like 20% our affiliates and then 80% um, e-commerce. And we just launched a sales team and started to do some wholesale hmm. um, with other retailers. So um, that's also kind of now other channels that we're able to um, see growth in.
0: And when you say affiliate marketing, like what kinds of companies or people are you partnering up with to, to show 20% or, or sometimes 30% of your guys' sales?
1: So um, a little bit about affiliate marketing that I know um, of is that affiliates, um, they drive traffic to their website, mm-hmm. and then they're given a special code. We use Refersion, yeah, um, to track how their codes and the traffic that they're sending from their website to our website, and mm-hmm. so every sale... Um, that happens through that code through that link mm. um, is tracked in refersion and then they earn money. So they you mm. set up like a comp plan for them yeah. through the website, and they sign up. And um, I know that my partner was very strategic in like how he picked affiliates as well. Mm. So he has like certain emails he'll send out, and he'll kind of see. Um, look up affiliate websites, and then reach out to these people.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, you know, so that's that's been very successful. Very, very cool. successful. Very
0: cool. Mm-hmm. And so what's a day-to-day like for you? Like, what are, are you, I mean, obviously, we're, we're hanging out in beautiful Venice Beach. Well, Marina Del Rey, Venice Beach, California, whatever you want. What is it, technically? Venice. Okay, yeah. like, we're, we're like at the, the border right yeah, here. Yeah, the border. Looking at the beach right now. we got a DJ kit set up. Um, <laughs> you, Everyone listening can't see this, obviously, but... Uh, what is a day to day like for you? I mean, you wake up in this beautiful, beautiful apartment slash house. I don't know if you call this, but it's gorgeous. Um, like, are you are you like up at five a.m. just like phone call, phone call, phone call, or is it such a successful company and you put so much work in early that you can kind of like obviously still work hard, but like you're not stressed out? Like, what is your mindset and like day to day like for the company?
1: So I I definitely um, work very hard. Um, I'm up probably at you know, 6 o'clock every day, um, where I start, you know, checking on. um, I do still kind of oversee students. um, Oh, you're still doing that too. Oh, very cool. So I I check on their progress and make sure that they have everything they need. um, Check in with them if there are things that I need to check in with. Mm -hmm. I do that very early on. Um, Make sure that, you know, check my calendar to see what meetings I might have for the day. Um, because I'm virtual, I virtually support, um, these families. I still have, um, the ability to virtually support the company, which is, like I said, um, mostly Mm e-commerce so I can check, um, you know, and I just always have like different projects that I do. Um, I'm kind of the, um, I set up like informational systems, which I have a lot of experience doing with the charter. So it just Mm -hmm. sort of like kind of. Um,
0: this flows yeah. over each <laughs> yeah. other almost, yeah. you know, cool. and
1: like they, they work really well together. Things that I mm-hmm. create, um, I've created or that I create for the education side of things that I do translate really well, interestingly enough, into the business side of things and the, you know, organization side of things. I set up all the drives and mm-hmm. make sure that there's collaborative spaces. Um, I set up meetings and agendas. Um, we have like weekly member meetings, um, I also, we hired a consulting company group and and recruiting company that we're working with as well um, to to really um, sharpen our staff and make sure that that our structure is really sound and our foundation is really sound. Um, Implementing things like situational leadership for our staff, um, implementing trainings, um, learning about high to low sales. Um, They're also supporting our sales team at the ground level, so just kind of collecting all of those resources, making sure that they're um, available. I've built uh, resource sites for our employees, um, kind of just oversee payroll and um, make sure that, you know, all the legal, financial things are kind of tightened up, um, take meetings with attorneys. just so depends on the contracts. Yeah. Um, it depends on yeah. what's needed, yeah. but those are kind of a lot of the different little things that I um, – I have on my agenda, and then sometimes it's, you know, doing visits. Um, so all of that, um, I have a very flexible schedule, so I'm able mm-hmm. to, um, you know, as long, as long as I'm organized, I use my Google Calendar Exactly, a lot you gotta use Google Calendar. And, and set a lot of alarms yeah. and things like that. Um so I mean I'm I'm very busy but that's the way I am anyway mm-hmm, just yeah. like when I was younger like I always have probably like three things going on at the same time Yeah go
0: crazy if you don't you know it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah
1: it's hard to have hobbies when when I'm so busy but I feel like these are my hobbies you exactly. know? so if yeah. other people stop and do like go to the movies or you know um I don't know
0: whatever they, have, whatever like, people do or whatever <laughs> yeah. they do yeah.
1: right um I Kind of dive into an, a different project. That's cool. So, and I'm yeah. always kind of thinking of new things and like creating new things and idea and having ideas of how to really
0: yeah. help
1: people is, is all of the things that I do. I really yeah. enjoy that.
0: And uh, are your are your daily tasks like written down anywhere, or like is there any sort of agreement you have, or is it kind of just like this is Charlotte, just let her do her thing? Like like what is it? is there any sort of yeah? I don't
1: know. Yeah, um, actually, I. Because in a startup, you Mm. kind of do what you have to do. Like, you're just sort of doing everything. Mm -hmm. But um, through this kind of consulting group um, and learning about situational leadership, um, it's really now trying to focus on, well, what are our core competencies? Mm -hmm. How do we do do the things that not only are we willing to do but Mm. able to do and have confidence to do it And have done it before with success. Mm -hmm. So at this point, we're no longer just taking on tasks. And I mean, we're all really good at researching (laughs) and learning how to do it and doing it. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the most efficient way. Absolutely. So now we're just really focusing on like core competencies. We've we've actually implemented um, the use of Trello boards. So we've set up trello boards now yeah. for like all the time. It's different amazing, departments. right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I everybody... use Asana, so but same thing. Asana. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I heard about Asana. Asana. I like Asana a little bit more. It just like it has a little bit more modern feel, but it's basically the same thing. I mean oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah But anyways, yeah when we started using that it's my life so much better now. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's definitely. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And just really figuring out what, what's the task, who's going to be best to do it and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we work together. We meet weekly. Um, about kind of what are the tasks, what what are the priorities, what do we need to get done, and then we just sort of like delegate based on experience and and kind of what we we know who kind of like would be best at that task. So generally, um, our partner that is the marketing specialist, he focuses on marketing and the marketing department. Mm -hmm. And then our other partner focuses more on operations and things like that. And then I focus on overseeing like accounting and items and informational systems and, and kind of more like the ops person.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, that kind of
0: very cool. um, yeah. holds it all together. Yeah, that does everything. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. What, so it just sounds like you guys are such a well-oiled machine. I mean, it sounds like everything's just like – I mean, I know everything is not perfect. That's not how it works. But, like, it just sounds like everything's perfect. That's very cool. Um, so is there anything – because it seems like you're doing so many things. And, like, when you guys – let's say you guys – tripled in size or whatever, are there any things that you feel like you would want to delegate to someone else and maybe that aren't your strong suit that you are kind of forced to do as a startup founder? Like, is there anything like that that you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Um, that is sort of why we hired this consulting group. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Um, we know that, like, we've done so well. Um, first year, we ended the year at 1.1. 1. 1, second year... Um, just ended at 5.1. That's crazy. Um, projected to hit 10 million this year. Nice. That's, that's, that's the goal. Nice. Um, but as much as we've earned, we've also spent. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and we know that we're, we've never done this before. Yeah. So we know that like somebody else, um, mm. you know, who's done this with more experience mm. would be better at it and yeah. may help us propel us even more. So that's why we hired this consulting group to kind of help us get into our core competencies yeah, and then um, and, and we are and there. They happen to also be a recruiting company. Nice. So we are hiring at like a, an actual GM. Nice. We're hiring, you know, an actual, um, sales manager, um, that can act, focus on the sales team. Yeah. We're hiring, uh, a, at this time, let's see, there's another position we just talked about. Oh, we hired an affiliate manager. Hmm. So just getting like these key people, um, At one, at some point you want to hire a CMO Mm. and, and that way it's people who are really focused and, and like they're like like higher level executives. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. Like
1: we've learned a lot and we can definitely do a lot of things, but you're right there. That's not really our, all of our core competencies, Mm. the things that we're doing. So it will be really nice to be able to (laughs) hand those things over. Um, just like accounting, I'm technically the CFO of the company, Yeah. Minus the F, I'm not, I don't have a financial background, yeah, yeah. but, um, I'm good at overseeing and having a bird's eye view of things mm-hmm. and I know what they should be doing. And I've met with a lot of attorneys and asked, you know, um, but I've hired like a bookkeeping you know, company and then we were able to get an accountant in house. Nice. And so I just work with them to make sure that they're on track of, for the things that we need to do, mm-hmm. but they're using their expertise in ways that I'm not able to, you know, yeah. I don't. You know, I don't have a financial (laughs) background, so
0: you're not um, auditing anyone, yeah. yeah, Exactly, exactly.
1: So getting all the numbers straight in QuickBooks and things like that. No, thank you.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's the boring stuff, anyway. So Mm -hmm. no, I mean, I have my accounting degree, and I brought on an accountant. So I mean, it's like (laughs) I don't remember any of that stuff. So that's really that's really Mm -hmm. cool, though. I mean, it's it's so hard with a startup. I mean, it's so hard for I mean to put myself in your shoes. It's like you guys did so well at affiliate marketing and then you have to bring in an affiliate marketer and then there's like ways you can look at it. It's like, well, why would we hire someone to do this when like we had way less money and no salaries or anything like that in the beginning and we were so successful at it. we learned in every way how to do it. And then we're bringing in someone who like probably has just done it at a regular job their whole life. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to like figure out at what point is it worth like, are how can they be better than what we are? You know, if, we're, if you guys were killing it. So that's, I, th- I know yeah. what you mean, and, yeah. and I
1: think it's more the strategy behind it. No, exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. There, there's a certain like ceiling where you're like, okay, now it's appropriate. So it's kind of hard to yes. find. I mean, obviously, you guys have found the perfect time then if, if you feel like now it's a good time to kind of hire out and everything. So Well, yeah. here's
1: an example. We just um, – we're in the process of – Hiring someone to run our whole Amazon side of things. We just, nice. you know, started putting product in Amazon.
0: Oh, you just did. Oh, so you guys could recently, like, this, you go through the roof, year. then, yeah. 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 yeah, and
1: so, um, and Amazon, you know, right now, currently, I think we're only doing like twenty thousand a month of Amazon. Mm-hmm. We could do way more Oh,
0: you guys could do millions yeah oh yeah
1: yeah and amazon we've been hearing like are going to kind of be the next google like kind of take over and so we really need to transition our Mm. products over to amazon and and i and i know hiring somebody somebody who has run like amazon accounts and who's just really proficient at amazon is going to be way better at it Mm-hmm. than us trying to like learn Amazon and figure it out
0: exactly yeah so
1: that's like one area as an example like yeah. that's going to be one of our next strategic moves mm-hmm. is kind of um you know we have a lot of backlinking projects and all of these things that we do yeah. right now with Google but you know you're wonder- we're wondering how long is that going to last and we just yeah. have to always be thinking ahead Absolutely. you know and like and then putting people in place that have experience, we know where we need the support, mm-hmm. and we know when we're not probably going to be the best person to do that. And I think that's where a lot of the success has come: is is like being humble and knowing yeah, that we're not the best at everything, yeah. And and being able to admit that, and then like hiring the right people mm-hmm. for those those positions.
0: Having awareness, I love it. Very cool. Yep. Uh, So could you tell me a little bit about the process of how you guys, kind of maybe like your history of CBD and like how you started making it in the beginning versus like how it is now?
1: Sure, sure. So um, we actually started in the back of a skate shop, only 500 square feet. Nice. Here in Venice or? It was out of Monrovia. Where's that? It's in, um, it's like kind of east of here. Okay. East of here off of the 210 freeway. Okay. I don't know where the 10 okay. meets the 210,
0: Okay, got like it.
1: Pasadena area.
0: Gotcha, yep. yes. gotcha, cool. okay. okay. gotcha, <laughs> you lost me but I gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah. cool. <laughs> so, um, started there and just really um, manufacturing um, tinctures, capsules, just with hand-pressed capsule machines and um, tinctures, just like little oil filling machines mm-hmm. um, with the magical ingredient and oil, hemp seed oil. And then we, um, for our dog treats, um, we were just baking them um, like at home (laughs) and then hand pressing them um, out of like cookie cutters, almost like you would make cookies um, and hand pressing them. So um, when we finally were able to get a warehouse out of commerce, um, we were able to, you know, at that point we had, you know, started making some money. So we reinvested our money into machines. So then we actually now have like extruder machine that has like a die cut, like a little, like a little bone. And, you know, we just put the, the ingredients in this machine and it spits out the dog treats. We put them all on a cookie sheet and then in the oven and that's how we make our dog treats. And of Very course cool. we have like, you know, our proprietary formulas and things like that. But, um, now we have actually like machines that make the capsules and make the, you know, um, Tinctures and um, and all of the different products that we make. So it's really cool how far we've come with that.
0: Yeah, that's so cool to go from a skate shop to a, like 10 million or 5 million in sales. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, how many employees do you guys currently have right now?
1: We have 38 employees. Okay. Very mm-hmm.
0: cool. Are those all remote, or do you guys have an office in like LA or like where are they at?
1: So there's a warehouse in commerce that we actually have three warehouses. We're a complete vertical. So one warehouse is completely SEO marketing. Okay. Another warehouse is um, our manufacturing where we make all of our own products. And then we have a fulfillment shipping set area warehouse. So we have three warehouses.
0: That probably saved um, you so much money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Huge. The yeah, margins. I, gonna, yeah. I mean, just
1: because we're a complete vertical, the only thing we purchase are the raw ingredients yeah, and that's the crazy. magical ingredients, the CBD. Nice. We yeah, don't yeah. actually extract or have cultivation or anything like that. We don't do any of that part of the yeah. you know, um, process, but then we use the product and, and we make our dog treats and our cat treats. And we've reinvested a lot of our money into like the machines that you know make the treats. And um, we even just purchased new, another extruder that's going to help us scale up our business.
0: Very cool. Just secured
1: a few contracts with some pretty big companies. um, And those are going to really help propel us as well.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. And so when you came on board and they were doing the – or you guys were doing the pet version, what was the main driver behind wanting to do a people version too? Was it just like obvious or was there like a very just like we have to do this because of X, Y, and Z kind of a thing?
1: So – very soon on we learned that CBD really helps people mm. um, we started getting videos of pets that wouldn't be able to get up on their hind legs because of joint mobility issues mm. and they're like running the next week we have videos on our website now that yeah. it's just insane very cool um, and we all like wanted to take it too mm. and we thought wow like what, we should just start a people version Also, the pet version was doing really well, Mm -hmm. and um, we thought we should do this for both. We should have, you know, and and the product, actually, we all have the same endocannabinoid system, so it's the same for pets as it is for people. It's not like we use, like, certain oil for dogs that we don't use for people or vice versa. Um, There are things, like, in the dog trades and, like, you know, shampoo and things like that that are specific for animals. But the ingredient itself um, is good for people and pets. Hmm. And we were having so much success also with the pet line, we thought, let's try it out for the people. Yeah. Yeah. And Very it cool. was a lot slower moving. I think that people the love their was pets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. people just, yeah. I think they'll spend more on their pets than they do no, yeah, on themselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So
1: that's been really, um, really great to.
0: Is a is a big part of your guys' marketing, um, like the educational side of CBD. I mean, my mom loves CBD, so I hear about it all the time. I haven't, I'm, I'll get there at some point. I haven't done it yet, but like you know, I is there obviously the the market. Same thing with marijuana. Same thing with like you know cheeseburgers. Like there's always going to be like a you know a, two sides of the market. So do you guys do a lot of like educational, like showing people that it is beneficial for you and educating them on that front, or do you kind of let the rest of the world do that and then you just market? Hey, we have the best product.
1: So not only are we a vegan organic company, so you're right, we market mm. the best product, but mm. we also market the CBD side of things. Cool. Um, and the, the benefits, the educational benefits. So yeah. We have like a whole educate. We have a blog that does very
0: cool. Teach all
1: about the healing and how it supports different ailments.
0: Nice. Very. Mm-hmm. That's very smart. Very smart. Um, and then what stores are you guys in right now?
1: Right now we are. Um, we white label for a couple of different stores. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Barney's, there's a company that, that white, we white label for. Um, but when you white label, it's like their product.
0: Yeah. You don't really you, get any attention. You do our, our name yeah. on
1: it. Um, but then we definitely are in different retailers and locations. And like I said, we just launched our sales team, um, and wholesale side of things. So, um, You'll be seeing us popping up in a lot more space in go. the next upcoming year.
0: Awesome. Um, and then you're working on a book right now. Is that is that correct? Is that the rumor Very that you told me? Beginning,
1: <laughs> beginning, beginning of a okay. book. Yes. Um, I just started um, drawing out the timeline of okay. my life and um, really just want to help other people know that it really doesn't matter about you know your background or how you, you were raised or. Any of that, it it matters on you and just, you know, staying focused. And and I really, truly believe that anybody can be successful. It just takes hard work. It Mm -hmm. takes perseverance. It takes, you know, um, motivation and just drive forward um, no matter what. And so I hope that it will be sort of like a DNA to success um, type of thing and help others um, learn and, and, and see that, you know, through kind of my experiences, that they can do it too, Boom. type of thing.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that out as the quote for your intro. It's perfect. Um, so, are you working on any other side businesses? Do you have time or to <laughs> like?
1: <laughs> so, no, not at this time. Um, my plate is pretty full. Um, I'm definitely focusing on just sort of um, my passion of education, and and then also um, going to. Start a podcast for our Bam. new um, for our company um, mm. that will help you know share the stories of our customers mm. and how they're um, healing from within,
0: mm. really,
1: and um, also educate um, others on CBD because I truly believe it provides homeostasis to the body, and it will um, it helps with anxiety, it helps with mobility issues, it helps with stress, it helps with I mean so many things. Um, and like I said, provide homeostasis to the body, and I and I really want to get that message out. So mm-hmm. that that is a project I have coming up, but for the company, <laughs> I'm
0: I'm excited to help you out with that. I'm very, I I'm, very I'm, I'm very excited. You yeah. And I can totally see you, like a picture of you with like little Beats headphones, like in the booth, like talking to someone. So you're you're perfect for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun for you guys. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate absolutely. It. Uh, do you have any? So what are what are the business goals for 2020 for you guys? Obviously, 10 million is a big goal, but um, aside from like 10 million dollars, what which it you know in and of itself is fine. Like you, you don't need to have any other goals. But like, do you have other goals beyond that? Or
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, hiring a GM mm-hmm. to really take over the operations side of things. Mm. Um, also hiring an Amazon um, specialist. Mm. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but I know that's going to really help drive and propel our business. And then um, completing this you know, consulting uh, group that we've hired, completing this kind of boot camp that we're in mm. right now. Um, and it's, it's going to teach us a lot more about structure. And I've mentioned situational leadership. I'm, I'm a real believer in that um it really helps with bi-directional accountability so it holds like the manager and you know um accountable as well as the individual and and it kind of cuts the like micromanaging out of things it cuts all of that and i and i'm really looking forward to kind of all of those things um together i believe it's going to help propel our company
0: very cool and then last thing, what, what, what do you want to leave entrepreneurs with? Like, what's a, what's one piece of advice that maybe that either you have that you got early on that you've embraced, or that you feel like people should know when they're starting a company?
1: So, starting a company, it just takes a lot of organization, um, focus, um, dedication. Um, It's definitely not going to be easy, and and it's really, I think, super important to be flexible, Mm -hmm. because especially um, in this business, there were things that we just didn't know we were going to face, Yeah, and it was just kind of like being willing to get through it and not giving up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Boom, Charlotte, it was so good having you on. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys do in 2020. I can't wait to see that 10 million, maybe 20 million. We'll see after Amazon kicks in. So uh, thank you so much. Can't wait to see your podcast too. So, thank you, Corey. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. you. Boom. Yeah. Thanks again to everyone who's listening now for season three. This isn't a huge podcast by any means, but we just hit another 10,000 downloads for season two. To be honest, I'm just really glad that people are coming back and listening to multiple episodes and telling me about them. It's just it's just exciting for me. I've been able to meet the coolest people. I've had some of the most incredible conversations and I've honestly learned a lot. Had it not been for entrepreneurship, I wouldn't have met any of these people. And I can officially say that I've completed over 60 amazing podcast interviews. Let's keep them coming. Uh, don't forget to download the WeStrive app. Leave us five stars if you can. And if you're a personal trainer, be sure to sign up at train.westriveapp.com. Thanks again for all your support. Subscribe if you can and have an incredible week. We strive.